Welcome back to Voices for Kern, brought to you guys by Transitional Youth Mobilizing for Change. Today we got a new episode. Well, kind of an old one, but it's a new one. It's going to make sense. <laughs> but we got to introduce our new guest first. So um, we want to know your guys' name, how old you guys are, and what's your favorite memory or thing from participating with Time for Change. Um, hi, my name is Dylan. Big I'm Dylan. 18. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing uh, from participating participating in Time for Change is um, meeting all the new faces. You know, there's always new faces coming around, and we also go to like a lot of social events and just um, uh, interacting with all the people there and the kids too, and just having a good time with them. That's my favorite part. I gotta say. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm Crystal. Uh, I'm 17 years old and. One of my favorite things that I like to do as well is really meeting people um, on the Juneteenth event. You know, you got to meet a lot of people, interact with them, hear their stories. And honestly, that's just really great to hear. Yeah. Did you enjoy that thing at the Juneteenth? Oh, I really did. It was really hot. There's a lot of flies, yeah. but it was really fun. <laughs> There's a lot of flies out there. A lot of people, huh? There was, yeah. yeah. That was cool to see you guys there doing that and interacting with everybody, even though we are different yeah <laughs> that's, a good, like that's a good one <laughs> you see what i did that's a good one you almost didn't dunk it though you were like, yeah, like huh? what are you talking about okay okay so yes uh, different. <laughs> all right so that's our topic for today being different so we kind of talked about this a little bit um last episode but i mean it was like we just got to the surface of it we didn't even get to touch on everything Mm-mm. so we're gonna kind of do a little part two of that today and just get more into Get more deep into these type of things and issues and what comes with these type of things. Now, before we do it, let's ask everybody around the table, how do they feel they're different? Like, oh, okay. if you could say you're different in one way, what would it be? Yeah. For me, I'm cool. weird. I'm weird. Okay. Being weird. But how? Being weird how? <laughs> like, everybody, if everybody goes this way, I'm always the one person that's like, nah, let's go over there. If everybody wants to go think in trends and, and stuff like that, I'm always thinking about, nah, what's the next one? If somebody like if every youth program in the county is doing back to school drive and feeding them hot dogs, I'm like, nah, that's whack. And, then, and I have a bunch of people around me like that. Like she's weird. I can say that she's weird. He's a little weird. He's a little bit. She's weird. I'm weird. Dixie Crystal, I'm gonna speak for y'all. Y'all weird. So it's like a bunch of weird people. So anyway, it's like my I'm always trying to be off whatever time everybody else is on. So that makes and I've been like this since I was a kid. I was like, Mom, you think this is like, she's like, shut up. <laughs> right. But now I'm grown, so there you go. Different. Um, which, what makes me different? Uh, I grew up with six other siblings, so I always wanted to stand out, but also like keep myself in. So, you know, keeping that balance between being different, being weird, um, but also... Uh, I always felt like pressured to be in line with them, be with the rest of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that makes me a little different. Okay. Um, I think it was because um, in most of my childhood, I, I was an only child. So I grew up more, more reserved and I didn't really have a definition of what was normal and what was different. Mm-hmm. So I think growing up, I was different because I didn't know it was normal. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have... Um, like in my childhood, like in elementary days, I didn't have that many friends. I was just more reserved, um, antisocial. And I, I didn't see that as different. I just saw that as normal. But to, to other people, that's more different than normal. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, wow. I guess that makes me different. 
Um, oh. I say for me, one of the things that makes me different is probably a, I dream big. <laughs> for sure. Sometimes I'll be talking about like future plans that I have. And my girlfriend just looking at me like, dude, you're crazy. Like, how do you plan on doing all these things? Bro, dump her. <laughs> no, no. No, so, no, I'm playing. No, I'm trying to bring up their relationship. No, <laughs> 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 don't dump her. Don't dump her. Let's talk after this. No, nah, but for real, like, like, sometimes I think I'm crazy, too, because mm. I'll be like, yeah, I want to do this. And I'm like, nah, but I'm going to do this, too. Mm. And then, mm. and then like, so I kind of want to, like, I don't just want one career. I want, like, ten careers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, like, I got a new job, and So, um, I feel like that that's what kind of, I feel like my, my, my drive and my, my dreams are kind of what makes me stand out a little bit more than, mm. and makes me different as well, so. Mm. I love it. <laughs> yeah, on you. All right, so, you know, going back to uh, the last episode that we talked about, one of the things that we brought up was uh, affirmative action. I'm not too sure if you guys are familiar with this. Um, do you guys know what affirmative action is? Isn't that um, where colleges have to they have to consider your ethnicity or race to get admission to college, right? Or yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. no, yeah. yeah they have like a certain percentage, a certain okay. amount of certain people to keep it even. Like yeah. keep it a diverse. Mm -hmm. A diverse, exactly. yeah, exactly. So um, one of the examples I got here is uh, a university might set aside 10% of admissions to like get uh, Asians or um, Mexicans and stuff like that. So just setting aside a different percentage to just be of that race. So I'm not too sure if you guys are familiar with this, but... Um, boo. It's <laughs> about to be boo. Right, right after we talked about this, I think like two days later, it, it came out that the Supreme Court actually ruled against using affirmative action in colleges. So um, I'm going to read a little Bro. thing off an article here. <laughs> Which camera should I look at? <laughs> both. Both. <I'm> <laughs> Bro. All right. Go ahead. All right. So um, the article says that on the Supreme Court on Thursday struck down affirmative action in college admissions declaring race cannot be a factor and forcing institutions of higher education to look of higher education to look for new ways to achieve diverse student bodies. So. Bro, I'm furious. You can see it. Yeah. Furious. This is actually an interesting topic. It's a uh, people are still debating about it. I I see videos like this all the time where they say, "Oh, uh, you know, uh, not using affirmative action doesn't mean anything." It feels they a lot of people say that. I mean, it shouldn't even have to factor. Like you know, colleges should choose you for you. But how do you guys feel about not using affirmative action and how this might affect colleges in the future? I think the Supreme Court's decision is, I see it as an attempt of a, an attempt of equality, but in reality, it's more of, it's more damaging to the minorities, uh, because everyone wants to think everyone wants to think we're equal, but in reality, I don't think that's the case. Um, uh, some people might need more of an advantage than other people, um, so I think it's a really poor decision from the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Very reserved too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that, you know, also agree with seeing equal, you know, giving a chance for everybody, mm -hmm. no matter your ethnicity or race. Um, but, but like Dylan said, some people need help more than others, you know. Um, uh, you know, maybe equity is what we need, you know, different support systems for each 
you know, individuals, like based on their background. Uh, I feel like that would be really helpful as well. So, yeah. What about you, Jovan? I feel like you have a lot on your mind, so. Yeah, <laughs> Just give you a little time. Bro, <laughs> Process, count of 10. You would, do, you would do something like this after 2020? After you realized that the world was still just as racist as we thought it was. Now, if, if 2020 wouldn't have happened, I could see how some people would feel we have more progress and we can eliminate with it, do away with these type of rules. But after you see 2020, you literally see people storming the Capitol and they're yelling all types of things, words with ends, words with this, words with that. You got the guys that were here in Bakersfield fighting cats at Chewy's, at lop jumping people. I was there, I was at the, it was supposed to be a peace thing and all of a sudden they started stealing from Walgreens, I got up out of there. But yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm that element TV, I'm like, oh, yeah. we're not really picking it here. But um, it was supposed to be that. There's like all these racist people, Nazis and such, attacking people. And here we are, two and a half years removed or something like that. And they're like, you know what? We don't need affirmative action anymore. This country is equal. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to ignore all that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody in a position of power given to them by generations of family success would keep that success in the family by choosing their friends and family, which are most likely white. It might even be the hate for blacks and others. It's just the love for oneself uh, overriding the need to assist others. And every, the, the highest people that have power in this country are white people. Doesn't make them bad, doesn't make them anything. It just makes us have to recognize that if they're looking out for them and their own people, that the rest of the people get left out of the highest positions. Yeah, you could be entry level anywhere you wanna be, but when you start talking about getting into the next bracket, you gotta know somebody. <laughs> and know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. <laughs> matter of fact, real quick, yesterday, I'm, day before yesterday, I met with somebody really powerful here in Kern County. I'm not gonna say their name because that would be foul. But, but this is what they told me. Jovan, I've been hearing your name a lot. Who allowed you to be successful in Kern County? <laughs> I said, what? What do you mean? <laughs> who do you know? Who, who, who's got you in the door? I said, bro, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Literally letting me know that minorities need permission to be successful in certain rooms and doors in Kern County. That is absolutely true. That's uh, I digress because I could. Like, yeah, no, that's that's I'm pissed right now. that's crazy. Like though. straight up, you just straight up. Sh yeah, she, and I'm talking about real powerful. <laughs> that's yeah. interesting, right there. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I kept a smile, and I, like I always do. And like, I kept you know, I did it myself. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought to myself, this is an interesting truth. This is something I need to know. It's not like I'm mad at you. I need to know that because I got people that are coming behind me, and they want to know how to break down this door too. And now I can tell them. My. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. You're completely right because you know all the generational wealth was belonged to you know white individuals, and because of that wealth, they have more opportunities to you know hire tutors, get uh, AP test scores, you know, Simple. help them out. But a person who you know is a minority uh, in a com in a community where that help isn't always out there, they don't have that tutor that could help them to like pass a test or anything. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's interesting. They have to strive, work harder to get exactly. in the position of any other person. Yes. 
Yeah, and it's a going back to like reading all these books from going to college and stuff like that about um, education system, and it's actually interesting because you see that these low income schools, or well, you know where low income individuals live in, like they they tend to have higher dropout rates or you know more violence. And you go to these wealthier areas with these high, you know, these high schools and all this mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's nothing like that. Everybody's graduating, getting, like you said, getting their tutors if they're failing. But you know who's going to help us? You know? Exactly. Help us? And then the mindset that comes along with having to get with a different crowd. When you get into higher society or people that are more successful, there's rules, there's culture, there's the things they act. And you get around them and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, what's up with this guy? You know? <laughs> he doesn't fit in because he hasn't had the same years experience acclimating to this. And that's the same thing with affirmative action. The reason we need it is to make sure that the people in power remember us. So hopefully we could get people in power and then hopefully we could remember each other and keep it as equal as possible. N- complete equality is not possible, but a real good attempt is. Do you guys feel that um, this new ruling in the case, or, or you know, whatever this is, uh, do you guys think it's actually going to affect the numbers in colleges, like college admissions? Do you guys think there's going to be less minorities? Same? What do you guys feel like? I think there's 100% going to be less minorities. Maybe. A drastic, drastic number cha- a change in the numbers. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like really, uh, it's going to affect those minorities in a really negative way. Um, honestly, I'm not sure, you know, I hope it doesn't, because I'm, you know, applying for college, (laughs) like a year, uh, or this, this year, actually, you know, in a couple of months, so I hope nothing changes, I hope, you know, being who I am, what I've overcome, and, you know, based on my academics, helps me get into a college that I would like to go to, yeah. I think, overall, the big picture is that your Harvards, your Yales, your Princetons, if they want to do that now and not accept as many, they could do that now. I think that's the biggest effect. Right. When it gets into that upper echelon, higher education-wise, if they don't have to do it, then you can count on seeing less um, people, in my opinion. The, the, like the UC system, I don't think is really going to be that affected by it. Like, you know, if you apply to Fresno, you apply to SAC, you apply to Northridge, I think you're straight. But when you start talking about, like I said, like Harvard, those academies, those high-level ones, they're going to get whoever's, like, top in the world and everyone else that might have had that chance to come prove themselves. They're not going to get that. So actually, in this article that I'm reading, uh, that I actually read, I remember seeing about Harvard specifically. And, yeah. and the president of Harvard, Lawrence Bacow, I think his name is, he said, Harvard will continue to be a vibrant community whose members come from all walks of life all over the world. So do you guys think these are just words that he's saying just to look good? Or is he? are they really going to try and... Because then again, going back to... It's hard to trust now, you know. <laughs> I don't know him. He might have meant it. Hey, because, I mean, I, I, I think I'm a little bit on the both sides. Just because, like I said, you know, uh, I feel like, let's say, you know, they have a certain percentage set aside. And let's say your qualifications might not be as the other guys. And they just accepted you other you know the white guy because they have to meet that you know right. you had to be that 10 percent. right right so would you much rather be like okay well I had, they had to accept me so they accepted me or would you rather be chosen for your you know your qualifications like okay well i got chosen because you know i i actually belong here because of my grades because of all the things that i've done 
I don't care. Uh, don't <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that 10%. <laughs> I have a 3.0, didn't do no extra care. care. I'm in Harvard. Well, I don't care. Because I've been, I, I move around a lot of circles. So I know when sometimes I'm invited or when sometimes it's like, you got to tell them, you, you got to ask them to come. And there's some people that just say, you got to have them come. And then when I get there, I could kind of tell. It's like, oh, it wasn't your idea, huh? <laughs> 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 I like, oh, look at him, like, hi, lady. Like, uh, He's okay. here. Like, Somebody yeah, made you. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to sit here and enjoy this, and I'm going to work like I didn't even know that, because at the end of the day, I know that what happens behind the scenes ain't always told. Yeah, that's interesting. What about you guys? Do you guys think that, what would you, I mean, do you guys sit on both sides? Like I said, I mean, I don't, mine's just like, yeah, yeah, I feel you though. Yeah, I, like, I still feel you. Do I want to be a number or do I actually want to get accepted for my qualifications? I mean, the people with those um, like qualifications and the, um, the things that make them like stand out, um, they might be the same people who have those uh, good grades and like those qualifications because of the resources they had um, and, and their family, um, the, the generational wealth they had, um, and all these resources that the minorities didn't. So it's like for, col for colleges, um, it's a. I think for them as well, it's like really hard to pick and choose because you pick someone with the good grades that might, might have those um, advantages that others might not, might not have, or do you pick someone who you choose to believe in and they have the opportunity to make themselves stand out even with the resources that they didn't have, uh, mm. that they didn't have to begin with and, and stuff like that. So makes a good point. It's really yeah. difficult to choose. Yeah, it's really difficult to choose. That's so true because, you know, I don't know. It's just so hard to choose between the two. Because honestly, if you're gonna get picked because you're, because you're gonna be in that ten percent of like only this minority is welcome here, like this amount of minority. Well, I think you should just take that opportunity, even though you were like sort of you know forced to come, <laughs> but because because it's an opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. that opportunity can lead you to all, all different kinds of doors, mm -hmm. and you being up in that high position, you can. Because of your background, you have you allow more people of that lower income um, minority Facts. Um, again have the same opportunity. Facts. America's like my ex girlfriend. <laughs> Love her. Don't trust her. <laughs> so, <laughs> and shout out to you, ex. That, that's absolutely true. Don't trust you. Um, but. So if you could tell me, am I gonna get on my own merit or my numbers? I'm saying, who's who's looking at them? I want to know what's up with them. Now, if you asking a principal, I would always want to get in off my merit, always, as compared to some affirmative action plan, right? <laughs> like as a man or as a woman or whatever. But but because I don't I don't trust the system, let's just keep affirmative action, <laughs> just to be sure. Yeah, that's a, actually one one interesting thing I. I never even followed politics until uh, one time in one of my college classes, like, professor asked us, he's like, hey, he's like, how many of you guys, you know, follow politics and all this? And I think, like, two people raised their hand. And he just looked at us. And I'm not going to say what he told us, because, you know, he... <laughs> yeah, yeah, But he was like, you guys are letting all these other guys, all these other older people decide what your life is going to be. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as soon as he said that, I was like, dang, this is, this is powerful, because these guys are deciding how we're going to live. Right. Us. They just changed affirmative action, so now that's gonna affect how we live in as a whole. Right. So it's scary how much power they have, you know. You know that's why I would like to have more people to represent us. You know? Come on. 
So that's actually going to our next topic, and that is that <laughs> the youth bully is going to start swinging the political climate in the next few years. So, you know, we're starting to grow. We're starting to get wiser and stuff like that. So um, actually, I have an article here that says that um, only 56% of young people ages 14 to 24 um, associate or affiliate with Democratic or Republican parties. Mm. And the rest of them have actually uh, registered as independent voters. So, I, I mean, these two political parties have declined, which, I mean, me specifically, I would consider myself an independent. I don't say I'm either or. I mean, because there's a lot of people who say, you know, I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to vote for the Democratic president and I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But he might not be the the best fit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you guys think that this will change? You know, do you guys think that us voting and kind of seeing things more clearly, is it going to change things? Or do you guys think it's just going to keep staying the same? What What is your guys' opinion on this? Um, I think it's definitely going to change. I couldn't say why, but like, I... I think these things always change. Uh, I think I don't think they ever stay the same, mm. um, and I think that's for the better because change is always good. Um, especially if we're the way that we are right now in America, and uh, and we want to stay the same, then we need change. So mm. the more the, ch- the more change, the better. It's up to us to decide if that change is positive or negative. So, mm. yeah. Boris. Right, right. Um, so uh, before I say anything, I uh, I did just um, pre-register to vote, which was really exciting. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, I was really happy when like I saw that in the mail. But <laughs> I was like, yes, I got it. I'm <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but with like just having two parties to choose from mm. is you know Swag. it's hard to choose the best out of those two. So you know, I don't know about that. You know, mm. having more competition, seeing people actually, you know. Mm wanting to help the people instead of like saying these false things during their campaign just to get votes yeah that's a that's interesting because uh, so i just went to germany a few weeks ago right and uh in germany they actually have like yeah. five six seven parties that control their whole government most of the too. most of the world is like that they have a lot of parties and here is just either pick republican or democrat yeah. right. <laughs> it could also be due to like pride as well being pri- taking being uh prideful about being a Democrat or a Republican, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of like blinded to us to see, hey, maybe this is not a good idea your party's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's like, yeah, you need to be really open-minded to a lot of the options uh, they're presenting to you yeah. instead of being closed off. And you can see <laughs> yeah, the squeeze yeah. on our country from the parties too. Like the gun laws will be like attributed to the, the lack of beliefs over on this side, and the taxes will be attributed to something else, and the gas prices will be, it's like, there's something not to like about both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to find it, you'll find it. You know? Yeah, and, it, and it's like in Mexico, like a few years back, it was just two parties, mm-hmm. you know? And like we have the, I think the current president, I think he was like running as an independent. And like, mm-hmm. you know, so do you guys think, well, I don't think we've ever had an independent president. Do you guys think that would ever happen? Heck no. No. I don't. But we wouldn't be allowed to see it. If <laughs> <laughs> the party somehow gets a whole little thing to them and they start getting in there and participating in all the stuff. But other than that, if you vote independent, you're just going to lose. Last, <laughs> last time if you would have voted for independent, you would have voted for freaking Kanye, bro. <laughs> He'd have been here like, look, fam, I'm tired of this country. He's all the president of it. Like, but How much does the whole world work? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I would love to vote independent, but I know that guy's going to lose. Like, like who yeah. bets on the losing squad? For sure. And that keeps us locked yeah. up all these years. Like, you want to see your vote actually mm-hmm. count? Yeah. 
and people don't vote because they don't think it counts, which we'll talk about towards voting season. We definitely gonna talk about that vote. I mean, does it? <laughs> Realistically, I mean. Yes. Here. If you if you could get away to get me to say it doesn't on no, on, yeah, on camera. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. So on the popular vote when when Hillary and Trump ran against yeah. each other, Hillary yeah. won on the popular vote. I know. But Trump still. I know the electoral situation. Oh, yeah. save it for November. <laughs> right. We're gonna have an episode coming out where we're gonna bust y'all down. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Well, you know, just uh, you know, it's that's good stuff. It's really interesting though, for sure. I mean, like you said, I mean, at least you guys can vote. I can't, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still a resident here. Mm -hmm. When I become a citizen, I'll vote for sure. Fire. <laughs> but, uh... You put on my paper. I mean, that's how it works. Okay, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's interesting to, um, to see these types of things unfold and stuff like that, especially for us, you know, starting to grow. See the change, like you said, change is good. I mean, certain changes, because it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, talking about change, and now we're going to go to a whole different spectrum of things, and we're going to talk about how being different in our families is. You know, how mm. how does it feel to be different in your family dynamic? And Sucks. No, you're not like the rest of your family. Sucks. So when we're we're talking yesterday when you're like everybody in your family is a gang member and then you want to be the lawyer. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, totally it sucks. That was my whole life. Thanks, mom. <laughs> sucks. That's all I can say. So, <laughs> right, how do you guys feel about it? You guys stick it. Um, that sucks. All right. So <laughs> family dynamic. All right. Uh, like I said before, um, kind of different from the rest of my family, you know, with like our Mexican uh, cultures, traditions, they're going sort of against that, the machismo, mm. you know, that sexism. Mm. Um, I think that honestly, it was really hard to like, uh, like come out to my family as well. Mm. You know, they don't have, well, most of them do have the same belief as me, but it's always going to be any, an argument or something. Wow. And honestly, I just like block that out with like my family. Like I won't bring it up because honestly, I really love them. I truly do. They're everything to me. But you know, certain topics we avoid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I agree to disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even though, you know, there is that disagreement. It's going to cost us that time for change. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, we did. I think that uh, just no matter what, they'll still support me, even in different careers that I choose, uh, like uh, the traditional, like, you know, stay with your family, don't really leave out for college, you know, you're going to stay here until, you know, get married, that sort of the thing, <laughs> wow. you know, I'm, that's not the route I want to take. Wow. So, wow. yeah. Crystal, that's really vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I can really relate to Crystal about that, um, having, like, family you love but also disagree with at the same time. Um, I think I've, I've noticed that um, the family that like, are more older, the elderly, my, my grandparents, my, my tia, my, um, everyone who's, like, an adult and, like, um, grew up already, had lived their lives, they, their, their beliefs are more in line with what I believe now. Uh, but there's always, there's always going to be people in your family that you disagree with or yeah. they won't let you... Um, like say express yourself fully mm -hmm. um, but I guess that's just like a, a life thing everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna have to go through yeah. I don't think you really change that but right 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 
That's a good, yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, that's a... I want to touch back up on sucks. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. Sure. We're, we're, we're definitely going to touch on sucks. all of these different things. Um, we actually got a advertisement video that we're going to get for our little, you know, activities that we got going on and stuff like Check that. Check us out, so man. You know what we're doing in the community Check and how us you guys out. contribute as well. So, um, we'll be right back with you guys. Welcome back to Voices for Kern. You know, we after that little intro, hope you guys get a little bit more information about what we're doing. Yes, sir. So, uh, we're going to come back to the conversation. We're talking about how being different from our family and what that means. So, how we feel about it and, um, yeah, just, so you kind of talked a little bit about how, you know, being different from your family and you as well. So, now we'll go to Jovan and, you know, he was saying it sucks. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. That's, well, that was pretty that's much it. Just it sucks. Like, uh, I know. If I release the album, it would be like sucks. <laughs> Not the album, but the. <laughs> um, I don't know. Man. I just want to hug. I would say it, it's tough because okay, when you're when you're an adult and you're different, you, you could process that. You know, you could process that better. You can maybe some people didn't like me, and I, I go above and beyond to really make people like feel a little more respected, right? Um, that's kind of what I'm known for, and somebody will still be like, "That's this guy," and I'll be like, "Why?" Like, so, so it's as I'm as a grown person, it still bothers me that approval, but I don't need it. But as a young person, now I'm in my family setting, and I don't have any other ways to process it. My mind is too young to get why me asking questions is pissing older people off, and why me wanting to know more about the world um, and and the truth about things. Um, and when you're young, it's like you don't know anything, right? And that to a certain degree could be somewhat true, but my compass still works. 
my 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 nose for right and wrong still works. My nose. So there was a lot of things that were kind of given to me in a manipulative way that my conscience always knew was wrong. And because of that, um, they were trying to like force me to be that way. And um, I didn't I didn't like that, bro. And that really sucked. But um, I was really bad, which is good. Kinda in this situation because I decided to do my own thing anyway, and now all these years later people come back like, all right, you're okay, but <laughs> that's life. Yeah, that's actually a, going towards that. So I feel like all of my family, like my cousins and all that, we're actually like pretty bad kids, and I was a pretty bad kid. So now when they look at me now and I'm doing better, they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're different, but it's it's a good different. <laughs> like so, I get the support that I kind of. But didn't try to understand us when we were kids. Like, why are you being bad? I didn't just wake up and be like, I'm going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't wake up. Right. I only last till third period today. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to make it all the way to the last period. But things are happening. Something's going on within me. And I'm looking for understanding. I can't find it nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. You know, I'm always getting questions. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Because I'm mad at you. That's why. <laughs> I don't pay no attention to exactly. you. <laughs> for real though, right? You get a kid that's a little bit different, and all of a sudden, nobody knows how to deal. Nobody knows how to raise, so everybody just keeps their distance from somebody. Could you imagine being in your house, and everybody's kind of like treating you with kid gloves, and you can feel it, and you're a kid, but you're not supposed to know? And it's like, oh, okay, just go in there. Get on your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it's unfamiliar, so the people tend to avoid unfamiliar things. So like, mm-hmm. if you're different, then people are going to avoid you. Yep. <laughs> so then you're alone, and you're in your room playing, you know, Batman, Superman, doing both voices. Yeah. You know, I want another guy to do another voice, but I gotta do them both. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, I'm just in there, you know, alone, thinking out alone and getting judged for being myself. Yeah, I, um, yeah, just judging someone by being themselves. Like, I would kind of get that from like uh, distant relatives when they like come and visit. And, you know, I tried really hard to like be that, you know, perfect child for my parents. Um, and you know, trying to uh, be what they wanted me to be, but it just led me to unhappiness. And you know, being the same as everybody around me just wasn't it. <laughs> so you know, being different—it's what got me happy in the long run, I guess. So, so um, one of the things that you know, it kind of sounds like sometimes with, with our family, our friends, or social groups, or whatever, um, we kind of need the approval to to be a part of that group like oh you know what i want them to kind of like me so i'm gonna be i want to fit in with them and like you said then sometimes you try to fit in and you're not exactly that person so you're like you know this isn't making me happy so you know why is it that we need that approval you know so is it like something that gets taught to us because uh we're talking about this and you know when you go to school it's like Nobody even tells you like, hey, you know, this group is like this, this group's like that. Mm-hmm. You just go automatically go, and if you see the jocks, like, well, I gotta go play sports, even if you don't like sports. Like, if I want to hang out with them, I gotta go play some type of sport. Like the social clicks. Yeah. So like, and we need their approval. You know what it really is? It's the kids' first taste of classism. That's what it is. True. <laughs> it is your first taste of it. It's like I want to go over there. Like, and they're, like, playing hacky sack. <laughs> right? And you're like, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it was probably before your time, you know. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, it used to be like that. Like, I know. It was, it was 1921. Because I'll turn this table over if y'all keep going. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, look. So they're playing hacky sack with their feet, right? Boom, 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 hitting the thing. 
such a great talent, by the way. And I'm like, man, I want to be with those guys, right? And then they're like, you can't go over there. Like, why? You don't know how to play? You don't know this? You don't know that? You don't understand skater culture? I'm like, oh, okay, I can understand. So I start trying to like watch Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an embarrassing story. Whatever. So I'm watching Tony. I'm trying to understand, right? Like skating culture. Okay, cool. Pharrell was starting to pop clips. It was just that time. So I was like, okay, cool. Boom, I'm trying to learn the moves, what it is, the vibes. Then it went to something else. And it was like, oh, these guys are the rappers. <laughs> they were, okay, so now I want to get in. So it's like, you have to find these ways to get in these groups. And it's really just classism because it's saying you can't kick it with us with what you don't got. Like, I don't have to play hacky. I could have just been like right there. But no. And right? even if like, you try to fit in, you'll just be called like a poser, you know? <laughs> you know? That sucks. Yeah. This guy's fake. You know, going yeah, back to, to skating, uh, I actually had like a group of friends who they all they did was skate. And I think I was like, it was me and one other guy that like we didn't even know how to skate. So everybody be on their boards. And I, I at that time, I'm not even going to lie, I was like so much in fit because I was just running behind them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just running. Okay, 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 hold up. I, there was rollerblades and they used to have the things in the middle where you could grind like on the poles. But my mom was like mad cheap, right? So she took me to Kmart and she got me just regular rollerblades. And they didn't have the grinding thing, so I would just be with the guys, like, they would do a pull, and I would just jump on with them. <laughs> <laughs> they like, this guy's a loser, right? And I just skate home. Anyway. <laughs> Doing all that for what? Approval. Yeah, for sure. And it's my fault that my mom's cheap. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to prove my what I can earn in this world yet, but I'm excluded because we're broke. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, let me in. Curse one broke. Let me help you guys. That's why I do it now. I don't care if it's a bum on the street. I don't care who you are. You can come kick it. You see us when we're out on the streets. People come to us all the time. We accept everybody here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Crazy stories, too. Yeah. And so talking about approval and stuff like that, um, do you guys think that, you know, the need for approval has, uh, you know, do you think it's gotten better, especially with social media and stuff like that? Do you guys think that it's like now you need it more than ever? Because I remember before, I think, like, when I first started, uh, you know, like I said, skating and stuff like that, it wasn't really, I think Instagram had just came out, or, like, it was, like, in the beginning stages of it. Right. So I wasn't, nobody was like, oh, man, that's the skater click. Mm -hmm. and, it, <clears throat> and then it comes out, and then everybody has, like, their skating Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now you, to hang out with them, you need to be a skater. So do you guys think that, like, you know, the need for approval has gotten worse with social media and stuff like that? I think it's gotten like really worse. I think <laughs> No, I think it's cuz um a lot of people, maybe not everyone, but like a lot of people in this um in our generation need like uh validation from uh all sorts of people they like they look up to, the people they want to be. Um everyone on this everyone on this planet, every human being strives to be unique in some way, and because of that, everyone wants to uh everyone has a different de definition of uniqueness. They want to be this person, they want to be that person. So they need validation from the type of people who appreciate those type of people. So like it's, it's a false chase. It is. It's not real. It's um, it's a, it's really like it can be really damaging sometimes because you're you're always chasing something you might not even get, and then when you when you do get it, it might not be not make not might make you that happy, and it just sucks. It's just a really bad, sucky situation. <laughs> I agree, bro. I fought really hard to be accepted by the gangsters, um, and then when they finally accepted me, I was like, this is what you guys do. Like, ah, oh, dog. We gotta ride around all day and get. We just gotta fight on demand. <laughs> I don't even know this guy over here. Like, this is pre my joining beef. Like, this is, this is this predates my membership. And I think you guys should handle this one. And I'm gonna be. And I work like that. So here I am. 
in gang culture, again, trying to be different. And really trying to have gangsters sit out with me like, so what's up with this? We all got to beat them up at the same time? It's like, <laughs> like you, you and me should go one-on-one. <laughs> and they're like, we don't like this guy. He has his own mind. So no matter where I go, I always have to do that. So <laughs> it sucks, dude. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely dying works, you know. Um, social media, those likes, you know, the more the likes you get, you know, more people like you. But you, at the end of the day, there's going to be those who are around you who really ex- accept for you, who you truly are. Mm. It's going to give you the most happiness. Yeah. Especially getting those likes. Uh, yeah. The other day, my girlfriend was telling me that, so I don't have, like, Instagram or anything. Like, you don't? Push, no, I don't. Tell why. Just... Actually, so look, so when I was like, during COVID, I actually had it, right? And I just felt like most of my time was spent on that. Oh, Victor. So I remember like, I would spend like five, six hours just sitting there. And like, it's crazy because as soon as I left social media was when like, you know, COVID had hit. Um, You know, I moved out here, started going to school, got my priorities straight. I started doing this. I started doing that. So now when I see social media, I'm like, why? So she was telling me, like, oh, a lot of people just post their kids on there. And I'm like, why? I mean, I get it. I but I'm mean, like, I don't why would it. you do that? He needs his own. Like, why, why does anybody yeah, why does anybody even care how your kid looks like? Exactly. So I was like, so people use it as like, oh, you know, they're posting selfies. It's like, why are you doing that? To look fine. The likes, like you said. So I, I kind of saw it back then was, I mean, I didn't really have anything to promote. I mean, I did. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But now, like, you know, sometimes I think about going back to it, but I'm like, dang, I don't want to spend all my time again. And just, you know, I don't want to get back because it's an addiction. Yeah, yeah like. You gotta what, know what you're in there for. Like, what, yeah, once you're on TikTok and you just start scrolling. You gotta get in and get out. Post your content, get out. Yeah, so I kind of see it as a tool now, so that's why I feel like a lot of people don't use it how it should be used they use it for validation to fit in for approval so i feel like that's one of the things that yeah it's just i feel like that's why it's getting worse because people don't really know how to use these things because i feel like they can be good i i think where could that like lead though if it's like if you do uh post stuff with likes and you um and you do stuff to like uh, get validation from others where what negative thing could like that lead to? Because um, in some in some in some situations it can't be that bad. Because for me, I want to be an artist. I want to make stuff, and part of the, part of my motivation is hey, I want to see people see the things I create. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the the likes they feel good. It feels good, mm-hmm. um, and the recognition feels good. But also, I, I want to I want people to like um, know what I did because I like that. I like and that. it's a thin line. Yeah. So this is a really slippery slope, right? Because you receiving approval. For your art feels good and that's a natural thing yeah. but there comes a time where your void gets so deep that now you're going to social media to provide a need for a lack in other words you need your self-esteem boost from there you need so there's a difference between somebody saying hey you look nice today and i'm like oh thanks i appreciate it or somebody being like you look nice today and i'm like really <laughs> swear <laughs> like that that's not good so i mean it's to each man that he goes to social media or woman or you know to go see about um how they respond to it especially being different you know you can your art and your stuff can attract a lot of people because you're you there's nobody like you 
but also could attract some hate because the people aren't like you. Yeah. And then, then it gets ugly because then, then you're like, you don't want to put nothing else up. You don't want to post anything. You want to do anything. Get an art block, you know? You lose motivation too. Exactly. It's like you don't, I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say like rule number one when you're an influencer or like content creator, don't look at your comments. A lot of people do that. A lot of content creators don't look at their comments. Because I'll delete the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Block. Psych. <laughs> do this on your account. <laughs> I don't need that negative energy. Exactly. Yes. It's all basic. At the end of the day, it's all classism, right? Being different can start to cost you. Yeah. Being different can cost you bad. People, some, some people don't like that you're different. And they might say something that really affects you. Right? They don't. I think we should talk about classism straight yeah, up for sure. yeah. what's the definition of classism it's a um, prejudice against or in favor of being belonging to a particular social class mm. so it's like you know uh, if you're in lower lower income class you're gonna hang out with them okay. so if you you know if you're more wealthy side that's who you're kicking it with right and you know actually i've seen that a lot in school so this last time you saw somebody really really rich hanging out with somebody really really poor a disney movie <laughs> Keep it real. Uh, When's the last time? About. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, middle class, we're all cool. But, like, I'm talking about just, like, really, like, you know, come on. And he just is, like, jumps out the garbage and hops in the guy's bins. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Cause so you see the way my bank account works? Exactly. <laughs> Classism. Straight up. And how does Gen Z feel about entering this world that you know has classes? Cause it seems like you guys just don't vibe with it. But. Oh, it's not cool, man. <laughs> mm, tell me more. Um, so, you know, when I first learned about what the poverty line was, and seeing how you know I was near it, <laughs> it really bummed me out. I was like, what? I thought we had, you know, we have a house, we have, we have food. We have food. <laughs> That's all we need, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, seeing then really being exposed that other people have so much more, you know. It you get really bummed out to be honest. You're just like, and you know, not surrounding yourself with those people would like look badly on you. You know, just because of your you know what money or income you have. So it kind of makes you feel like. I mean, I had some friends. I mean, I'm not. I, I mean, we weren't broke, but I had some friends who had more than me. And sometimes I see like they had Jordans. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd have like. Um, I remember growing up, we had Joe Boxers. You guys ever heard of, heard of those, the, the knockoff Converse? <laughs> so, so we had those, you know, and I actually had a friend. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know about those, but. So, uh, Great values. Uh, I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Or the and ones, you know, like the. Oh. <laughs> the shacks for sure. Yeah, dude. And those I were know. like, those were like, you know, the. To join us for us. That's your class. And that people will make fun of you for something you have nothing to do with. Like pull up to school with shacks or something like that. I remember when they were doing the whole like what are those movement. I don't know if you remember that. That's terrible. I became so self-conscious about like the shoes that I got. Is it not terrible? I would go to Payless and just get like oh, the dis there. the discount shoes. I used to get my church shoes there. Yeah. Boy did they hurt. <laughs> Yes, I don't pay. I, I literally just wore sandals one time, and I, I got like the what are those things? It was, it was like really funny to me. <laughs> and and I okay, and then so on the surface, this is kind of funny, right? But think about it. It's a it's 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 twenty guys, various parents' earning ranges, various capabilities in their parents, 
and they're out here destroying this guy over something he has nothing to do with. No power. And he can't come barefoot. It's in, it's against the rules. <laughs> so he puts on those shacks with him on the. <laughs> I'm raggedy. <laughs> I'm a part of the problem. And then he gets there, and all the kids are like, whoa! And everybody's laughing. And that kid's trying to be a good sport. But some of those kids are probably like, kill me. Yeah. you got to be. Classism. You get made fun of. You get to kick with people. I remember, like, all my friends had cars in school. I remember not having a car. And then, like, it was classism about cars. It's like, we're all going to lunch. It's like. I'll see you. <laughs> we're going to get the free lunch here. <laughs> you got a four-door. What's up, right? Try to let me in. I mean, I would get in and stuff like that. But I always felt like I didn't belong with certain people because of either what they had. And they, they were cool around me, but they would let it slip sometimes, too, and be like, oh, well, he can't come because he ain't got no money. So it's like everybody's chilling. It's like, let's go to the fair. It's like, oh, yeah, let's. I ain't got no money. Me and my friends, we, <laughs> I had like one of my closest friends. I remember one time my dad uh, and his mom, I think they gave us like 15 bucks each. And I think the wristband was like 30 bucks. So we're like, hey, bro, like, let's share the wristband. Like, you take it off, and then I put it on. And then, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he went on the rides, and then I was like, all right, bro, it's my turn. And, like, they give you a little stamp so they know, like, and then we'll just, like, press our hands. Together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two cheapos. <laughs> but, hey, you know. We had to do it. Yeah, so classism, you know, if I had a rich friend, he probably, I mean, probably not paid for my ticket, but yeah. it would have been cool if he paid for my. It would have been. Yeah, there's things that, there's, there's information in the upper class that doesn't even make it through unless you know somebody. Matter of fact, a lot of the things that happen in this world happen because you freaking know somebody. Yeah, um, for sure. So how do we be different and try to be successful? <laughs> you know? Uh, my, my dad, he used to be a gardener. And um, he would do like a bunch of like these really big houses on like the west side. And I would go with him. And that's like when I, it really hit, you know? I would see all these houses, the cars. We would be mowing their lawn. The, the, like, the rich lady would be at the window and just looking at us. And it was like raking the leaves. I was like probably like 11. <laughs> and you know... I was like thinking, why can't she do this herself? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, well, I still like the money, so I'm, like, I'm gonna say this. And um, so I was just like, just being with my dad. Honestly, those memories now, it's really fun to look back on. Because it was with my dad, we were like dirt, we're covered in dirt. And um, when it was like lunchtime and we didn't have like food, because we forgot to pack it or something like that. We go to like Sakura Buffet. And I was always so embarrassed because we would come in with like muddy shoes. My hair was all over the place. Mm. And everybody else was like in their clothes, you know, uh, nice clothes, you know, going out to eat in the evenings. But I was just coming here. It was, it was honestly kind of embarrassing, you know. And even when my parents would come to school, you know, uh, like conferences, um, I'm really proud of my parents of how much they've worked and what they provided for me. But when I was like probably in like sixth grade, uh, I would get embarrassed because my parents would come in their work clothes with, uh, you know, wow. th their hands, nails with like a bunch of dirt and wow. seeing other parents come with like, uh, you know, their nice little suits. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, but I just noticed that is I gotta be proud for what my parents have done for me, so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like yeah. I think um 
I don't know if this is off topic, but I think it's worth talking about. Um, in the lower class, there's obviously like even lower lower classes, and you could relate to those lower classes because you've been there before. So you know, you're mm -hmm. walking down the street, you see a homeless guy, and he, he asks for a quarter. You give him a dollar because you don't have any change. So you give him a dollar, and then you go to a restaurant, and you can't tip the waiter because you just gave your dollar away. So like, who do you help? Who do you help that needs the the money? A homeless guy with a little puppy, a, a struggling mom working to feed her kids. You know, you can't. It's hard to pick and choose, and it's the, the 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 like the need to pick and choose is like wrong in itself. It's it's just it's a terrible feeling being in the lower class and being able to relate those who even got who've gone to even lower that live in lower classes. So it's just yeah, I agree. As that that's really impacted my life is is to be honest, um, people that were different and people that were um, excluded because of class have been really the driving force behind my entire career. Just to be honest, um, it wasn't a career at first. It was something I did on the weekends. <laughs> so, like, you know, I was like a moonlighting guy that would be like, you know, let me, you know, where are people doing this, trying to put together stuff? Um, end up being an entire path of just fighting for those that don't have a voice. Um, and the reason they don't have a voice is either because they're different from everyone else or because they're in a class that doesn't have a voice. Yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like, you know, like you said, it, it, it became a career for you. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something I'm trying to do. You know, I'm pretty sure you guys as well, you guys are here, you know, that's what we're doing. We're trying to become, you know, be a voice to the people who might not have somebody to go speak for them. Absolutely. And, you know, an interesting topic going from classism, we can go and talk about tribalism. Mm. Because, you know, like you said, um, so tribalism is a loyalty or preference to one people. Mm. So it's like, like we're talking about. So you just hang out with your lower class. So I remember when my friends, like, there was a group of, <laughs> there was another group of guys and like, Man, I remember those guys had like Corvettes, man. They had like a one of them had a Hellcat in high school. I was like, bro, Trump's kids? Nah, bro. Like, dude, I was, I was like, bro, and, I, and me and my friends would be like, bro, I would have fought him. Like, if we see him in the alley, bro, let me catch him at a stop, like, man. And, and that's like, and a cheeseburger. <laughs> I mean, this is exciting. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> nah, but so it's our, you know, it was just. Us, we kind of had to stick with each other and be like, well, it's us against them. Mm -hmm. And it was that kind of mindset that. Mm -hmm. like, good, like a good tribe, like a healthy tribalism. That's what I look at it as. Like when I go to the. Yeah. Like I, I'm really close with a lot of Mexican families and I go over there. You see the way they support each other typically, um, not to be stereotypical, but you see the way they um, love on each other, the way they cook together, the way they do a lot of. My family have like an event once every four years. Some of my, uh, you know, my Mexican people family, oh my God, every weekend somebody's birthday. I'm like, for real? I'm there, yeah. I think they just want to get faded, but whatever. So I'm like, this is healthy tribalism, but then it gets unhealthy and it gets bad tribalism real fast. That's what we're talking about, KKK, prison politics, gangs, exclusionary measures extremism, all of that good stuff to where it's not only it's about me and mine, it's like it's only about me and mine. And I think that's the one word that separates decent, healthy tribalism from really unhealthy tribalism. When I say I'm for my people, and when I say I'm only for my people, that one word changes everything. Yeah. There's like a line and like, you're right there. Yes. yes. So Take that only out and now we got a problem because anybody that's white or anything else comes and we're like, forget you, we're making the world a worse place. For sure. That's how I look at it. That's why I don't really like the term black love per se. I just think it should just be love. 
I've always felt like that. Now, am I against black love? No, but I'm like, why does it have to be a black love? Why, why can't it just be love? <laughs> love each other. Right, yeah. just love each other. I don't, I don't think it has to be preferential. Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. Oh, man, I wish we could talk about this a little bit more for sure, but you know, it's just interesting to see how we all have um, these different views and stuff like that come from different paths. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, as long as we keep talking about these things like we are now, um, these things could get better for sure. You know, raise awareness. You know, one thing like we've said for the past few episodes now is like to try and solve the answers, but we're here to start the conversations. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we can hopefully figure out an answer. <laughs> Be real quick in 30 seconds, we all just talk about one takeaway from this that we would take away from this from. I say for me, it just means that we keep on going, we keep on working, we keep on finding the different and the lost. What does it take? Um, I think being different doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be, well, there, there's always going to be hate for someone who's different. But I think being different is, if that being, if being different is, is what gets you happy, then for all. Just do it, you know. Just be you. Be you, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think one takeaway I had is I think it's really important to talk about the hard choices we all have to make in life, um, and so that other people might relate to it and might feel like they're not alone mm -hmm. um, in that situation. So I think that's really important. All right. I think what I took away from this is a uh, be only for your people. Now I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, just. <laughs> like Ravon said, you know, we kind of just got to love each other at the end of the day. You know, um, I've met some people from different races as mine that have helped me, have led me to a position where I'm at today. So um, just building relationships with one another and, you know, yeah. building that good connection is definitely going to help us in the long run. So. For sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll just take one then, huh? Of our wrapping up. For what? I think we're going to take oh, one. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So we're at the end. We hit our segment where we get one question. We answer as quick as we can, and we keep it pushing. All right, go ahead. Okay. Put my legal down. All right. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Um, so I would travel to my, uh, my parents' hometown. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I... Um, but you know, things come up and I just want to know where all the like, exciting things my parents like tell me about uh, how mm. they met, you know, the parties they used to go to, family they see right. in there, so yeah. Where exactly is that? Uh, Santa Caterina, Guanajuato, Mexico. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Arvin cracks for me. You said what? Arvin cracks. Bro. Arvin? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like 30 minutes, Arvin? Oh, yeah, it cracks up. <laughs> oh, let me stop. <laughs> Arvin cracks. <laughs> they got the Rupert King out there. But anyway, uh, it cracks too. But um, I don't know, bro. I'd probably go to I'd probably go to Hawaii again because I'd really like to be there. Do you know what? That's what I was going to say too. Yeah, I want to just chill. Yeah, I want to chill. I've never been out there, but it looks like a beautiful place. That's yours too? Yeah. What about you? No idea. Um, the moon. I want to do the moon. That's, 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 all right, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> that was tight. Can we do the outro like? No. Mm. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Mm. Um, see you guys next time for Voices for Kern. Mm.